So we've been looking at the topic of the Holy Spirit. We have been understanding the, the person of the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He is a part of the Trinity, but He is a person. All right. So we've been trying to understand Him. Why? Because He dwells in us. It is always good to know your roommate. He is with you. He, is, he dwells in you and He, and he is with you. Alright, Jesus said, let's read our scripture. Let's read John chapter 14. It's interesting. Let's, John chapter 14. We'll read from verse 12. Alright. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So we've been looking at this portion of scripture. All right, it's been a couple of weeks now. And uh, we've understood that Jesus was talking to his disciples. This is the last conversation that he had with his disciples just before his crucifixion. The last conversation. And that's why it's, it's an extended conversation. Or maybe he's talked to them before. The Bible says he, he's taught them. But somehow God chose this long conversation to be recorded and written in three chapters. Like 14, 15, 16 and 17. Four chapters. Alright. And God decided that what, is, what he spoke that day is very important. That's why it is, it is recorded here. And we've been looking at it. We see that the chapter 14 starts with Jesus saying, let not your hearts be troubled. Why? Because he just dropped a bomb saying, I'm going to leave you. For three and a half years, he's been with them, teaching them, guiding them. He was their spiritual mentor, everything. And then the disciples left everything to follow him. I mean, they were like mega businessmen, tax collectors. Peter and John, they, they, I mean, Peter had a mega flourishing fishing, fishing industry. I mean, they left all that to follow him. There's something serious. I mean, they thought their life was set. Man, Jesus is going to be there. They're going to be with him forever. Everything was set. And then suddenly Jesus said, I'm going to leave you. So they were troubled. If you, if you remember, John asked Jesus... Master, we have left everything. We have left everything and followed you. That's when Jesus said, He who leaves his father, mother, brother, sister in this life, you will get a hundredfold. You remember that? So now, Peter is really concerned. The other disciples are concerned. So Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. And then he goes on to explain in verse 12. He says, Whatever I did, you will do also. Whatever I did, you will, be, you will do also, even greater things. And for that, Jesus said, I will pray the Father, 
That means he is presenting. We understood the word pray is a legal word in Greek. He said, I'm going to present your case to the Father that you are going to do the same things I did and even greater things. And the Father is going to send you this, the Holy Spirit. He is going to dwell with you and shall be in you. Last week we saw that till then the, the disciples were used to having the Holy Spirit with them. Why? Because Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. He had the fullness of the Spirit in Him, Jesus. And they were with Him the whole time. So they are experiencing the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was enjoying. See, Jesus had a good relationship with the Holy Spirit. He was fellowshipping with Him and it was just rubbing on to them. They were seeing it. Alright, it was impartation. So now what happened? Now, Jesus said, He, the same Holy Spirit who is in Jesus, is going to be in them. In them. See, throughout the Old Testament, we see the Holy Spirit occasionally, as God wills, falling upon three kinds of people. The kings, the priests, and who else? And the prophet. Sorry. And the prophet. When God wants to speak to His people, the Holy Spirit shall come upon these three people and God shall speak to the people. So that's the only thing the disciples were used to. The next level after that was the Holy Spirit upon Jesus and what Jesus did. Now Jesus is saying, He shall be in you. You will do greater things than what I did. So that is something that is mind-boggling to them. So they were like, uh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans or comfortless. So that means they were feeling like disciples who were like abandoned by their master. They were feeling like that. So Jesus said in John 16, the last part of the conversation, Jesus says, it is advantageous for you that I go away. Let's read that. John chapter 16. Verse 7, he's saying, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. He's saying, I'm telling you the truth. When he's saying something, it is the truth. He said, it is advantageous for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So who is sending the Holy Spirit? Jesus. So then what, what happened? Jesus went and the Holy Spirit came. All right. So today we're going to focus on John chapter 16, verse 17, sorry, verse 13. says, How be it when the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And we'll also look at John 14. Verse 26, it says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. So we're going to look at the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. The teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. So the first thing, we've covered a little bit about this in the earlier sessions. The first thing the Holy Spirit does is to take the place of Jesus. 
what did Jesus do? In Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 9, we see Jesus went about teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all who were sick. So the first thing Jesus did was teaching. Now the Holy Spirit is taking the place of Jesus. So what is he going to do? Again, teach. He's going to teach. And then he's going to enable them to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And he's going to empower them to heal the sick. Remember, as he is, so are we in this world. Are you getting it? So whatever Jesus did and the way he did, it's going to happen to us. So the Holy Spirit is taking the place of Jesus. So what's he going to do? He's going to teach us all things. Teach us. The word teach, the Greek word used here is didasko. It's a word which is used approximately 200 times in the Bible. 200 times in the Bible. That means the ministry of teaching is very important. Something once or twice is very important. Bible says, uh, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall everything be established. Now, if something is written about 200 times, that means it is seriously important. God takes this teaching very important. So here, this word, it is used typically between, uh, in, to depict the relationship between a teacher and a student. What comes out of the teacher is being received by the student. Teaching. Are you getting this? And it involves two people. The instructor or the teacher and the student. The act of teaching is not complete till what was released by the teacher is received and understood by the student or the hearer. Or else, if you've been, I mean, people like me, I've sat in classes in my engineering course. I've sat there, teachers teaching something. I understood nothing. I understood nothing. They're just going on and on. I'm sitting there, I'm looking around, I'm doing something else. I mean, it was just going way beyond my head. Why? Because I was lazy. I didn't study what was taught before, so I did not understood what was being taught now. So, was the act of teaching complete there? No. With respect to me, the act of teaching was not complete. Why? Because I did not receive anything. Are you getting it? But there were some students in my class who would do their work regularly. Whatever is taught, they would study it the same day. They would even go further. Why? So they are prepared for the next class. And those guys, as the teacher is teaching, they would stand up and ask questions. And I hated those guys. And they would ask questions. And why? Because now what is happening? And the teacher enjoys it. I, had, I, I was telling an HOD. He enjoyed teaching so much about control systems. He would just stand there. He'll be teaching. He'll be looking at the board. He'll be smiling. Uh, he's just happy about what he wrote. He'll turn, a, turn back at us and smile so nicely. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there. Uh, <laughs> and there are some guys who are talking to him, all technical, and he's excited to, to teach them more. With respect to those guys, the teaching process is complete. It is an interaction. It's a relationship. Are you getting this? So the Holy Spirit today is here to teach us. Teach us. 
He says, He will teach you. He said something there. Can you look at that word? He will teach you. First Corinth, uh, sorry, John 14, 26. What is He going to teach you? All things. All things. The Greek word used for all is pass, which means all. There is no other interpretation for that word. All. All things that pertain to you, that is uh, concerning what you are supposed to do, where you are called to be, what work you are doing, you are going, everything that concerns you, He will teach you all things. It's very important to understand this. Very important. This is very important. Why? Because each one of us today, though we are gathered here now, have a different calling. We work in different places. We live in different places. Are you getting this? And each place, every day, we are supposed to learn new things. For, for example, your work, the place where you are working, IT, you need to keep learning new stuff. Technologies keep getting upgraded. Things keep coming. And if you don't keep yourself updated, then you fall back. You fall back. One thing that I have enjoyed the most is the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. I was supposed to be learning. I mean, I, towards the end of my career, I'm supposed, I was supposed to teach people technologies. And I have found out that I, whatever they are teaching, even before they complete, I just get the whole picture. Or sometimes I may not attend the class, but I just go through some stuff, immediately things open up for me. And I am able to teach others. And they wonder, how are you able to do this? I said, hey, I have another teacher. I have another teacher. He is the author of all things. God created the earth. No technology, nothing comes to any man till God opens the door for revelation. And you being his child, his son, his daughter, and having the same Holy Spirit who was present during creation living in you, won't He open up your mind, your understanding to things? Are you getting this? He's there with you. What is it that you need to study? Trust Him. He'll open up your understanding. He'll teach you all things. It's very important. The Holy Spirit is constantly trying to teach us. Constantly. Constantly. Now, how do you experience this teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit? First, what He will do is, He will guide you into all the truth. See, some people are born with a gift to learn. Alright? They have very high IQs. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about guys like me. <laughs> Average guys like me who just manage to do certain stuff. But when you want to experience the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit in the things that you do every day, in the work you do, you need to understand how He works. And it starts with what Jesus said in John 16, 13, where He says, He shall guide you into all the truth. He will guide you. The word guide is odega, which is like a tour guide, which means the actual meaning is a tour guide. We saw it last week. 
A guide who knows everything, who comes and explains things to you. And when he's explained the way he explains things to you, you will understand it will make sense. Like I told you last week, we went to a cave. We climbed all the way up. There were a lot of inscriptions and markings there. We went there, we looked around. Okay, it's good, all right, fine. But then we met a guy. He's, a, he's trained, he's certified and qualified. And when he started explaining things, man, suddenly it made sense. Those inscriptions, those markings suddenly made sense. When we, now we looked at it with a different perspective, with the real perspective, the way it was intended to be. Are you getting this? Till then, it was all jumble. It was all going way beyond our head. It's like, all right, it looks good. Looks good. Like when, when I was doing my engineering, um, what my professors, the first day of college, my uh, HOD came and asked me, do you know what's the difference between an engineer and an ITI guy? I mean, a guy who just finished polytechnic or ITI. He also fixes things. You bring him a TV, he fixes it. An engineer can also fix. What's the difference? He said, the, the ITI guy or the polytechnic guy, he knows how to fix. But he will not know the inner workings of things. By daily practice, he will know how to fix certain things. But how to design those things, how the wisdom to design those things, the intricate working of those components, everything an engineer will know. But the other guy, he can just know, okay, by listening to a sound, you'll know, okay, this is the problem, this is the issue, he can replace stuff. Yeah, that's good. But if you want to design something new, if you want to understand the basic things, that, that's the difference between an engineer and those guys. Now, the Holy Spirit is the same Spirit that was in Jesus, that was there in the creation of the universe. Now, He is dwelling in you. With His enablement, he can open up your understanding to things that will make things very easy for you. While others are struggling, you'll be like, wow, it made sense. I mean, I've experienced that. I mean, I, I worked with technology that, was, that kept upgrading itself every other day. And then I would just be there, I would look at it, suddenly in front of me it would open up. It's not... Anything because I'm special. No, it's because I've experienced how the Holy Spirit teaches me the word. So the same way he teaches me the word, he would open up things to me. So you stand there, you look at those stuff, suddenly it'll all make sense to you. The same, it's called revelation knowledge. See, he says he will guide you into all the truth. The actual meaning of that word guiding into all the truth it actually is like separating opening a curtain and revealing what is really there like i said when we went and saw the cave all the inscriptions it was there right before our eyes but when that guy came and explained things a curtain was open and suddenly we saw what it really was are you getting this then suddenly ah that's what it is suddenly those Pictures like, oh, that's a woman standing there. She's got a basket on her head. That's a lion. Before that, we saw it like, duh. Okay. Are you getting it? See, that's when, with his explanation, with his guidance, the curtain was revealed, open. 
the thing, the thing that it was, the truth behind it was revealed to us. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So what he does primarily guides you into the truth of the word of God. The word of God, many times people say, ah, it's too complex for me. I've heard my own relatives who are from a traditional Christian background saying, ah, it's not possible to live like the word says. That's too much. It doesn't make any sense to us. Well, it won't. It is primarily designed for spiritual people. That means people whose spirits are alive. Go with me to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, <clears throat> verse 9 onwards. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 9, it says, But as it is written, I has not seen, neither have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches what? All things. All right. Yea, the deep things of God. For, for what man knows the things of a man? save the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. But now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but that which the Holy Ghost teaches, Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ? Now look at that. See, the last part is very famous. Many people declare we have the mind of Christ. But how does it work? It's easy to say we have the mind of Christ. Yeah, we have the mind of Christ. But how does the mind of Christ work? This is what we read before that. The mind of Christ is revealed by the Spirit. You have the mind of Christ. That means you have the same way of thinking like Christ. It says that. But it is working through the Holy Spirit, working with your spirit. Are you seeing that? Look at this. Here, it says, um, is it? Yeah, verse 13 says, Things also we speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, all right, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So how does the Holy Spirit teach you? Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. That means He <coughs> takes the spiritual things, brings it to your spirit, and it, it is revealed to you. See, your, you, your spirit is born again. Your spirit is alive. So it's only by your spirit... Working with the Holy Spirit, can you understand spiritual things? 
Are you getting it? Is it too complicated? Your spirit, working with the Holy Spirit, is the key to understanding spiritual things. Other people, people of the world, they cannot understand it. See, when I was in college, after I got born again, there's this organization, a Muslim organization, called the Niche of Truth. Their main intention is to prove that the Bible is wrong. And there are guys there who know the Bible by heart. Scripture by scripture, they know it by heart. You mention a scripture, they'll quote it to you, just like that. They just know it. And then they'll say, see, this is, this is not true, this is not like that. And their main intention is to prove that the Bible is not the word of God, it is wrong. They are trying to understand spiritual things with man's wisdom. Why? Because their spirit is not alive. Their spirit is dead. Are you getting it? We, on the other hand, our spirit is alive. We are born again. Our spirit is now connected to God. And we have the Holy Spirit, who is the author of this scripture, living with us. So, we are in an advantageous position than those guys. So the Holy Spirit will now take the word, open it to our spirit, reveal it to our spirits. Not by man's wisdom. See, man's wisdom can do certain stuff. The things that you see around. But unfortunately, based on what I've researched and based on what other people have told me, most of the things that you see, the inventions around, it is done by born-again people. You will not have a plane flying above you till Newton discovered the law of gravity. All right? And who was Newton? He was a believer. Born-again believer. The Holy Spirit revealed to him the law of gravity. The law of motion. So, you, you, man's wisdom has a limit. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit can reveal things to you. He can open up your understanding to things that nobody else can understand. Are you getting it? And this teacher is there with you. He is constantly there with you. And no matter what situation you are placed in, he is there ready to help you, to teach you. I would encourage you, last week I, 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 we were explaining on how to hear his voice. I hope you guys are practicing it because it helped me a lot. I can tell you boldly that because I did that, today I am able to be led by the Spirit. It not only helped me with the Word, it helped me with things concerning my job, my profession, the things I had to learn there. The same Spirit that explained the Scripture to me, the same voice, helped me understand technology. He suddenly showed me things and also not just that he taught me how to teach it to others in a simpler way I mean I have had uh, people coming from US who develop certain technologies come sit in my class right after they trained me we have trained the trainer sessions they come from the US they train us and then they ask us to train others so before we actually train people we are supposed to train a dummy, uh, dummy students so when they come and they hear me, they said, we never thought we could explain this technology this way. How do you know this? How could you do this? See, it's an open door 
to be a testimony of Jesus. Why? Because no matter how qualified a person is, the Holy Spirit makes you overqualified. Are you getting it? No matter how much experience a person has, your experience with the Holy Spirit makes you overexperienced. Are you getting it? They may be bringing something new to you, something that is uh, the latest, the cutting, uh, cutting edge in technology. But you have the Holy Spirit who knows all things inside you. So they are doing their part in explaining things to you, but you, with the Holy Spirit, can perform better. So there is no such field where you can be put down. Because the Holy Spirit is constantly, constantly wanting to, to teach you things. He's there. He's there. Look at this scripture. I mean, 1 Corinthians 2, it says, verse 9 says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor, in, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. See, this is an Old Testament scripture. This is very famous among believers, per se. They say, oh, I, how do we, we don't know the mysteries of God. I has, Bible says, I has not seen, no ear has heard. They use that part of the scripture. They use it saying, oh, we don't know. God is a sovereign God. The mysterious ways of God, they say. <laughs> I know you've heard those things. The mysterious ways of God. But what does the Bible say? Read the next verse. It says, But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. Us. Who is this us? We. Believers. Born again people. Who have the same Spirit that was there in Jesus inside us. It says, The Spirit searches all things all things it says the deep things of God for what man knows the things of a man save the spirit of a man which is in him if you just read that scripture just quickly you will not get what it means it says for what man knows the things of a man that means which man knows what he is supposed to do, what his future is, where he is supposed to work beforehand. No. But does the spirit know? Yes. It says, save the spirit of a man which is in him. See, he is not talking about the Holy Spirit. Read that again. Read that again. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of, spirit of man. Not the spirit of God. Which, where is this spirit of man? In him. Your spirit knows your future. How? Through the Holy Spirit. Because your spirit is with the Holy Spirit. They are roommates. The Holy Spirit, does he know the will of God for you? Yes. And where is he? In you. And, where, and who is his roommate? You. Your spirit. So he constantly wants to talk to your spirit. So your spirit knows the will of God for you. The problem is, what is inside now with your spirit needs to come up here. Are you getting it? There is a buffering error. 
That means it's like when you click on a when, when the network is bad, you click on play in a YouTube video, it will be loading, loading, <laughs> loading, loading. That circle that goes round, many people feel like that. Ah, where should I work? Uh, you see that circle keeps going. Whom should I marry? Uh, <laughs> see those that things, it keeps going around. Why? Why? Because their mind is not renewed with the word of God. Their mind is not renewed with the word of God. The more you sit with the word, the more the Holy Spirit will guide you into things of the word. By that experience, you will know how to get things that are about to happen. He will guide you into the truth. And the same way he guided you into the word of God, that's the same way he's going to guide you into other things. It's very important. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. See, everything concerning us, our, our own spirit knows. Because the Holy Spirit is there with you. But to get that up here, you need a mind renewing. Your mind filled with stuff inside that's from the world will prevent the things that are there in the spirit to come up. So the more you renew your mind with the word of God, the more you start thinking like God. And the more your thinking is aligned to the way God thinks, what happens? It will pull those things that are there in the spirit out. Then there will not be any buffering error. There will not be any time gap. The moment the Holy Spirit leads you into certain things, you will know, hey, that's the one. That's, that's the one. In everything that concerns you, the Holy Spirit wants to lead you. He wants to lead you. The problem is, we're not listening. Or sometimes we try to listen with lots of junk in our head. Are you getting it? See, how does He guide you? First, you need to understand. Step number one, through the truth. Through the truth. There is no question about it. There is no argument about it. It says, John 16, 17, it says, this, the, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. And then he will tell you things to come. He will tell you things to come. When this happens properly, you're saying, uh-huh, I understand how the mind of Christ works. We all have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. But the functioning of the mind of Christ, that's what I'm talking about. It starts with understanding the word. Starts with understanding the word. See, Jesus spent his early years studying the word. When he was taken to the temple for, uh, when he was 13 years old, what was he doing? He was discussing scripture with the, with the Pharisees and the scribes. That means by that time he had an understanding of scripture. And through from the scripture he identified himself. That's why when he was in the temple, the beginning of his ministry, he opened the book of Isaiah where he found it was written about himself and he, and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He was reading Old Testament but he identified himself there and started his ministry. As he is, so are we in this world. So the same way the Holy Spirit guided Jesus, he's going to guide us. First into the word. See, if you look 
at things that Jesus did. How did Jesus minister? Go with me to John chapter 8 verse 38. John 8 38. We'll look at the first part. Jesus said, I speak that which I have seen with my father. I speak that which I have seen with my father. So Jesus only spoke those things which he saw with his father. Now read, we'll read John chapter 12. We'll look at a couple more scripts that will explain this better. John chapter 12 verse 49 John 12:49 For I have not spoken of myself but the Father which sent me he gave me a commandment which I should say and what I should speak So how did Jesus speak What did Jesus speak He spoke what the Father told him to speak and how did he know that By the Holy Spirit Look at that Read the next verse 50 and I know his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said to me, so I speak. Look at that. He spoke only what the Father said. And how did he know it? By the Holy Spirit. It says, John 14. Verse 10 says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, the words which I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. See, Jesus said the works I do is done by the Father. Alright? Now, he expects us to do the same work. Right or no? He expects us to do the same work. So, what did he send for us? The Holy Spirit. Why? So we will know what the Father wants and do the same thing. Are you getting this? We will know what the Father wants and do the same thing. Now, all right. Thank you. For that. All right. Let's look at some things. The, we understood the Holy Spirit will guide you into the truth. Right? He will guide you into the truth. Now the question is, things about things that pertain you, how do you understand? How do you understand? What is it that you're supposed to do? Whom you're supposed to marry? The first thing the Holy Spirit will do is guide you into the truth. So the first thing, when you have a question, for example, marriage. No, I, we've spoken about it many times. Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16 and 17. Let's read that. Isaiah chapter 34 verse 16 says what? Seek out of the book of the Lord and read. None of these things shall fail. None shall want her mate. For my mouth it has commanded. His spirit it has gathered them. Look at that. What is it saying? It says this is Seek out of the book of the Lord and read. And it says it's a promise. None of these things shall fail. 
when Bible says it shall not fail, this is God's saying. That means it shall not fail. It shall not fail. It says, none shall lack her mate. So if the Bible says, you will not lack your mate, you will not lack your partner, then you can rest assured, I will not lack my mate. See, it's a word. It's a word. And then it says, for his mouth has commanded. That means the word has gone out. Look at this. I'm explaining how the Holy Spirit is going to lead you. His word has gone out. The, what, does, what the word has gone out? From whose mouth is it? From God's mouth. See, what did Jesus speak? He spoke those things that he heard the Father say. So, from whose mouth has this come out about your life partner? From God's mouth. His mouth has spoken, commanded it. Now, who is going to bring it to you? Read the rest. His spirit has gathered them. See, what has gone out from the mouth of God, who is gathering it? Who is bringing you and revealing it to you? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. First thing you need to understand. First, seek out of the book. Seek out of the book. Seek out of the book. It's a promise. When you seek out of the book and read, this shall not fail. You will not lack your mate. And when you, and how? Why? Because the mouth of the Lord has commanded it and the Holy Spirit is gathering you. He's revealing it to you. See, how can he gather you to your mate unless he reveals this is the person? You can be together walking past each other every day. If you don't know this is the person, there's no use. Are you seeing this? So the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. First, through the word. First, through the word. Number one, you're a believer. So what does the word say? How can a believer... What's this? This is not what... I, First Corinthians uh, let me get that scripture here second Corinthians six fourteen Six fourteen. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked. Let me read from a better translation. It says, Do not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? What communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? And what Part has a believer with an unbeliever. See, this is scripture. Did I say it or does the word, did the word say it? See, he's comparing a believer and an unbeliever. Look at that. Number one. Alright? What, how can a believer be yoked with an unbeliever? See, it says, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? Who is righteousness? Believer. Who is lawlessness? Unbeliever. Then, what communion has light with darkness? Who is light? Who is darkness? Unbeliever. Okay. What accord has Christ with Belial? Belial means the devil. 
Christ means anointed one. Who is the anointed one? The believer. It says, what accord or what treaty is there between the anointed one and the devil? Marriage is a treaty. It's an agreement. It's a covenant. Yes or no? What covenant can the, uh, uh, the anointed one of God have with the, with the devil? What part has a believer with an unbeliever? Man, this is, this is crazy. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. First Corinthians um, let me see first Corinthians chapter um, wait uh, come on where is it let me get that scripture it's in 10. to find it but it's there um, it is there come on huh it is in Corinthians uh, do I not have the right for a believing wife Second Corinthians. Oh yes, yes, yes. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse five. I'm sorry about that. First Corinthians chap <coughs> chapter nine, verse five. Here the NIV says it nicely. It says, Don't we have the right to take a believing wife? along with us as do the other apostles so what kind of wife do you take believing wife so paul says the condition for if he is getting married my condition is a believing wife are you seeing it so this is scripture so the holy spirit will guide you into the word and from there he will guide you to things to come so the first thing that he wants you to do is understand scripture when you meditate on this, the more you un uh, allow him to help. <coughs> I'm sorry. The more you allow him to teach you and reveal the word to you, you become recognized with it. I mean, you recognize his voice, his leading. Then he will guide you to things to come, where you're supposed to work, what you're supposed to do. All those things will be clear to you. The first thing is become familiar with him leading you and guiding you into the truth that's why we need to read the word understand he's with us he's in us he's leading us 
He's guiding us constantly, constantly to us. So I encourage you to start praying in tongues. The more you tongues, the more you are allowing yourself to be ministered by the Holy Spirit. Because you are spe speaking in tongues by words given to you by the Holy Spirit. Yes or no? You are not making those words up. When you speak in tongues, your spirit by the Holy Spirit is speaking words by which you are speaking to God. Right? So, what is happening? You are letting the Holy Spirit give you words. That's the same spirit who is going to reveal things to you where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do, whom you're supposed to marry, these things. It's the same Holy Spirit. He's going to guide you. So read the word, pray in tongues. You will be familiar with His voice. And as I said, do this, Romans 8. We said, uh, the Spirit, the same Spirit will witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. So keep saying it, I'm a child of God. And then listen, He will testify to you. He will witness to you. Yes, yes. It may be a voice that you can hear or it may be a knowing inside. Yes, I'm a child of God. He's speaking to you. He wants you to know. He wants you to be led by Him. He wants you to be in the right place at the right time. That's the will of God. That's why we are going through this. I mean, I don't know when we'll stop this. But as the Holy Spirit leads, we'll just follow. We'll just follow. But I believe you received something today. You understood this. The <laughs> teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. The teaching ministry. It is not restricted to scripture. Let me, let me assure you again that. It is not restricted to scripture. All things. Say with me, all things. All things. That concerns me. Concerns He's, teaching me. He's teaching me. He's there. What is it that you want? Music, technology, skills, whatever. He'll teach you. He'll teach you. Brother, he can teach you chords that nobody else has imagined. He can just put things into you. I, I've heard the testimony of a guy uh, from uh, Pastor Tangu's church in Kotem. I mean, this guy, so he, he prays in tongues a lot. Suddenly... In his mind, the Holy, Holy Ghost revealed certain chemical formulas to him. He wrote the whole thing down. He wrote the whole thing down. He didn't understand it fully. So he took it to a chemist. I mean, a, a friend who was uh, into chemistry. And what it was, was the Holy Spirit gave him the formulae to make rubber fireproof. People have tried their best to make rubber fireproof, but they fail. But the Holy Spirit suddenly revealed things to him as he was praying in tongues. And they patented it. Today, they made a lot of money. And the tithe went to the, <laughs> to the pastor who taught them. So he made a lot of money. So you see this. Why? Because he taught them how to be led by the Spirit. Encouraged them to pray in tongues. So don't be... Uh, jealous when you see believers prospering because the, when they say the Holy Spirit reveals things to them. Yes, it is true. He will. So expect the Holy Spirit to teach you in your workplace. Expect. 
as he is teaching you through the word, expect him to reveal things to you. Just like you get, when sometimes when you read the word, you get that moment, oh, this is what it means. You will get the same kind of revelation knowledge when it comes to things that you work with. And people will really appreciate that when you show it out. When they see that there is something different about you. I mean, only testify, I know how the Holy Spirit will teach you things. I'm not boasting. I'm just giving a testimony. Because I've seen how suddenly things will just open up to you. He'll like, the same instructor who taught me the stuff a while back came and asked me, how did you know all these things? I said, well, I sat and listened to you. Did you learn it? No, I just heard it for the first time from you. But I have somebody inside. With that, you can testify. Opens a door for you to minister the gospel. See, expect the teaching of the Holy Spirit. Expect it. He is there with you. He will teach you all things. He will teach you all things. That's why he said, Jesus said, uh, one more thing. 1 John chapter 2 verse 27. One John chapter two verse twenty seven it says, But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. Let me stop there. The anointing which you receive from whom? From God. Through what? The Holy Spirit. Abides where? In you. In each one of you. That anointing is there. If, if you're born again, if you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have received the anointing. It's in you. And what does he do? You need not that man teach you, but as the same anointing teach you of all things and is truth and is no lie, even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. See, it's a ministry of the Holy Spirit. It is not saying you should not attend church. You should not say that, oh, I have the Holy Spirit in me. He'll teach me all things. No, 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 no. That's not what he meant. He said, what is required to you, that he will teach you all things that pertain to you, your life, first through the word and show you things to come. Did you get it today? I believe you understood this. This is very important. I'm encouraging you to build up the relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit. He is your permanent roommate. Permanent roommate. Dwells in you. Nowhere else. You don't have to go to a mountain. Nowhere else. He's in you. The same Spirit that was there in the creation of everything that you see around you. He is living inside you. He's just waiting for you to give attention. Alright? Now let's pray. Father, we praise you. We worship you. We thank you for your word. We receive the word with all meekness. Thank you, Lord, for your good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you that you saw this day. Thank you that the, that the, the Old Testament saints saw this day and they glorified you. Today, we are in the day where the manifestation, the dispensation of the Holy Spirit is there upon us, in us. Thank you, Father. We declare we will not grieve the Holy Spirit. We will submit to the word. We will yield to his teaching and his guiding. Thank you, Father. 
I declare every person under the sound of my voice, they will build their fellowship with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.